You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Praise God. As you can see, I forgot my jeans at home. Yeah. Uh, please take your seat. Take your seat. If not, it will have been complete, what we call Anko, uh, with Pastor Idris. Uh, by the way, I, I think Pastor Idris actually bought this jacket for me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I remember. Yes, yes. So I'm doing a good job with it, right? Your seed, uh, so I'm sure, has brought forth severally. Yes, and um, your pastor is a giver. Yeah, and that means he's a lover. Because <laughs> celebrate PI for me, come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's a giver. And um, a lover always gives. For God so loved that he gave. You can't love without giving. You can give without loving, right? But you can't love without giving. Yeah. You can give. Just give because maybe you have many. Or just give because just leave me alone. Take and go. It has no love attached to it. But if you truly love, you're looking for what to give. All the time. You're looking for, you know, what to give. And your pastor is that kind of a person. Always looking for what to give, how to give, and how to be of help. Yeah. And it's been a, a tremendous blessing to my life. Praise God. One more time, let's appreciate Pastor Idris and his wife. Um, Obachuku has also always been a blessing, and they're just a wonderful couple. Uh, it's a time of love, so I'm appreciating my loved ones. Yeah, that's so. Don't envy. Yeah, just love. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just um, loving on them because uh, this is the time to remember people who have shown you great love. Yeah. And, and they, they truly have. So this morning, um, I'm sharing on the origin of love. The origin of love. If, um, maybe if I have an option, I won't call it the origin of love, but your pastor constrained me and said I should speak on the origin of love. The origin of love. First John chapter 4 I'll read from verse 7. Tap your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, are you ready? Are you really ready? All right. One thing I'm trusting God for is that by the time we finish sharing today in the, you know, in the short time that we have, that somebody here will have gotten a fresh revelation of what it means to be a love being and what it means to love like Jesus. Yeah. You know, I know that uh, Tuesday, you know, we'll come with mixed feelings some people here are excited about Tuesday because you know that you're going to get something. Yeah, the something can be something, something. But uh, something, Sha, if I can put it that way. You, you, I mean, something, you know, and some people, Tuesday is an opportunity for you to propose. Yeah, yeah. Somebody says, who proposes on Valentine's Day? Many people. Yeah, it's just courageous people who do it. Just use one store to kill two birds. Takes courage to do that, yeah. So that's an idea for somebody. That if if a thing has been doing you and doing you, you know, it's like it do me, do me, it's doing you, you know. <laughs> and now it's it's getting to a point where you really need to push it out. So it's time to push it out. Yeah. So I'm I'm just encouraging a brother here this morning. 
Is it okay to encourage your brother? Yes. And some of our brothers always need a second touch of the Holy Ghost to do what is needful. They like palongo dance. You know what we call palongo dance? Just dancing around like, uh, you know, like the, the <laughs> you know, just, just dancing around, dancing around and saying nothing. God will help you this season. In the name of Jesus. Everyone who has been dancing around, it's time to stand up and be a man. In Jesus' name. So one of, the, one of the benefits of Valentine is that it's convertible. You can convert it to anything, including proposal. Yeah, and I want to encourage you to do that. If you follow me on Twitter, you notice uh, my Twitter feed this Friday on the Miss Sam's Better Have series. Those were my encouragement that, you know, maximize Valentine. Yeah? Use it to mark register. Use it to declare manifesto. Yeah. You can use it for anything as you are led by the Spirit. Just make sure it's the spirit. <laughs> Praise God. Some people are not finding my joke funny because there's, there's really nothing to do. <laughs> there's nothing to do, you know. Uh, um, but I pray for you also this morning. Yes. I also pray for you this morning that you will be surprised. Yeah. My God will surprise you this season. In Jesus' name. First John chapter 4 and verse 7 to 11. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Somebody say after me, say, God is love. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, God is love. Verse 9 says, in this, the love of God was manifested towards us. That God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Verse 10 says, in this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The Lord bless the reading of his word. So we also ought to love one another. If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. It's very important that you understand that the premise for life itself is the understanding of the origin of love or the source of love himself, God, or the love of God. If you want to master life, if you want to understand life, you really want to gain mastery of life, go to the root issues. The root issues. And one major root issue in the understanding of life is the understanding of God's love. To understand what it means to be loved by God. What it means to be loved by God. It transcends the love of a father. It goes beyond the love of a friend. 
is not the same with the love of a boss or a cousin. Even though those different ones have their place and I'm going to get into it. But it goes beyond that. God's love is a decision that God made before he formed you. So God wasn't waiting for me to pan out and then he will make a decision. I see his head. See his oblong head. Will I love him like that? And let, me, let me just manage. No. It wasn't about how I came out or what I looked like when I came out of my mother's womb or how my life has been panning out. God's love is not dependent on that. That's why the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Yeah. So it wasn't about, you know, before the foundation of the heart, before there was anything, before I formed you in your mother's womb, he said to Jeremiah, I knew you. I knew you. And I made a decision. I'm paraphrasing and adding to it. I made a decision to call you and to love you. Yeah. I made a decision. The understanding of God's love will help you to lay a very firm foundation for your existence or for your life. So that it's not going to be long before you start to gain mastery. Tap your neighbor for me so you can gain mastery of life. Life is not such, I mean, not just, not so much of a mystery. Because that's the way some people live life. Ah, life. In my language, you're about to say, aye. Ah, it's life. It's just a mystery. It's not. If it's a mystery, some people will not master it. Because <laughs> the way some people live, it's like they've mastered life. Yeah. If something is a mystery, it's difficult to master it. Life is not just a mystery. There, there, are, there are foundational truths, foundational belief system, worldviews, perspective, and idiosyncrasies that if you get hold of them, you seek to understand them, and you choose to live your life with those understanding, your life will pan away. What we call the lost prayer. Jesus was leading his disciples to pray or teaching them how to pray. They said, they, they met Jesus, they teach us to pray, just like John taught his disciples. And Jesus told them, he said, when you pray, pray after this manner. Our Father, who art in heaven. I can just stop just on that. Jesus would have said, just tell him, when you, when you wake up, just say, hey, Twale, Baba, boss, you know, this, and just heal him. But he said, call him Father. Call him Father. Because it's only a father that makes a decision to love a child before you, you give back to your child. Is there anybody here this morning, you're still single or married, or married without a child yet, and you're thinking of how you're going to hate your child when you have one? Is there anyone like that here this morning? Because I need to lay hands on you. Yeah. An enemy must have done that. That that's, sounds like a demonic oppression to be thinking that way. But I'm going to give back. I'm going to be wicked to that child. I will deal, deal with that child. Even if you have been maltreated before, you tell yourself, I want to be a good example. When I have my own children, I'm going to take care of them well. I'm going to bring them up well. Am I saying the truth this morning? Yeah, that's what you say. It's the same way. Before I came into this world, God made a decision to love me. Yeah. It was his choice. He made a decision to love me. And that's the foundation of love. That's the origin of love. The love being 
the person who is love, who cannot deny himself or change, decided that I'm going to be his child. <laughs> you know, it's terrible for you to be the child of a wicked person. Because you will know wickedness, full measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over in measure. Yeah. You will experience it. But if you are a child of a loving person, then you will experience love. And that's the origin of love for us. That's the origin of love for us. God created us and loves us. And you can never outlove God. Before you understood the meaning of love, he has made up his mind to love you. How do you outlove that kind of a person? You can never outlove God. You can never outlove God. And that's why there's not, I mean, there's nothing like an unlovable person. It's just the amount of love that you want to release. Just, it's just how far you want to go. Just how far you want to go. First John chapter 3 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has given, bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Yeah. We, 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 what manner of love that he would just decide to just love us. That's the origin of love. The love being says, I want to have children. That's it. <laughs> so if you're asking for the origin of love, it's just what happened when a love being decided, I'm going to have offsprings. I'm going to have children. Before then, the world did not know love. Yeah. Because there was nobody to shower his love upon. Psalm 8 and verse number 4. What is man? that you are mindful of him. Nor the son of man that you visit him. And verse 5 says, you made him a little lower. Scripture says, than angels. But like I was uh, preaching a while ago and I said, uh, uh, that word angel there, if you have a good Bible, my own Bible on my iPad, it's a New King James Version, it has a, like, uh, a mark there, and if you click on it, it shows you that that word in the Hebrew is Elohim. Not heavenly body. Elohim is the same word that was used in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God, Elohim, the creator, created the heavens and the earth. That same word, they stepped it down here because the, 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 the people who interpreted this to English, they were scared. Say so you, you made them a little lower than God if we start spreading this around, these people will go crazy. <laughs> so they made, he said they made him a little lower than angels. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not at the same level with angels. Yeah. Angels don't have the capacity to love. Have you seen the Bible before? Angels just take instruction. Yeah. Is it a cut head? They cut the head. If they save the person, you save the person. It just takes instruction. It, they're just like robots. They don't have emotions. Yeah. God created us as emotional beings because he wants us to feel that part of him. I am a jealous God. So you to feel jealousy. When you feel it, you understand how I feel. I hope you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you understand how I feel. So he packaged us as objects of his love 
and gave us every side of himself so that we can reciprocate love. He could have created us emotionless that we will just be spirit and intellect. Cognitive ability only. No emotion. So you can't talk of emotional intelligence. Only cognitive ability and spiritual connection. But that will not be balanced because God himself is not just a spirit. He is a spirit, but it's not just a spirit. He has feelings. He has emotions. And it's the all-knowing God. So God gave us all the different sides of himself. For what purpose? That we may be able to reciprocate love. Are you still with me today? So your emotion is not meant to be trampled upon. That's not the purpose for which God gave you. It's not just for you to wake up in the morning and be crying. No. It's for you to understand that side of God. So you can also be emotional in your love to him. So you can worship and cry. If, if the devil is the only one taking your tears, your life is messed up. Yeah. If God cannot have your tears and it's only when your heart is broken that you cry, maybe it's because you are, God has not been having your tears. That's why the enemy has been taking it for free. Because if you can, if you can get down with Jesus and be emotional with him, and, and be yourself in his presence. Then you leave his presence strong. So that when the wind and the waves of life, you know, come, you, you, you will still be standing. If you won't cry in the presence of God, you will cry in the presence of the enemy. You will cry over the affairs of life. God wants you to be vulnerable with him. Because he's so vulnerable with us. He wants you to be able to express yourself in his presence. Whether in a congregational manner or when you're just on your own, in your room, in your house, just enjoying great music. If the tears want to flow, allow it to flow. You sing a great song to him. You form your own song to him. You just show him that you love him. You just demonstrate your love for him. Some, some, some people here will get cards you know, on Tuesday and write all kinds of sweet nothing. You just, you know, all of a sudden become a poet. Yeah. And write all sorts of things. But the truth is that you, 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 you come to church like this now, they say, just, just say something good to Jesus. So just looking around. As in, so disconnected emotionally from God because you think that God is not emotional and, you know, he just wants to mark register. Let's just come presence and go home. Yeah, that's the way some people just see, you know, relationship with God. You can't see that side of him that also wants to engage you emotionally, intellectually, in the depth of your innermost being, your spirit. So that you, you have an experience. I'm talking about demonstrating our love for God. Glory be to Jesus. We try even love. Because every man is created. And every man is created with the need to love. So in love, we thrive. Yeah. We thrive. We, we, we. Don't shield your heart away from love. And just behave like, you know, I don't want to connect. I don't want to relate. I'm just good all by myself. I'm altogether lovely. Only me. The spirit of God is the spirit of let us. 
Yeah. God loves connection. So from, from Genesis chapter 1, let us make man in our image. You know God is big enough, he can say, I want to make man in my image. Let us. It's about us. us. God promotes togetherness, unity. The, 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 he doesn't want us to run away from and shy away from the fact that we, we have a need to be loved. Yeah. We have a need to be loved. Let us make man in our image. We all have a need to be loved. First John chapter 4 and verse 18 in, in the message translation said there's no, no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. Such fear is crippling. A fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. Why some people don't connect is because of fear of you know, being judged. Fear of people knowing who you really are, so they start to judge you or talk to you anyhow. And that's not the spirit of love. Real love is about connection. We're created to be love beings who need love. And the gospel of our Lord Jesus is the codification of God's love. If you understand the gospel, if you read your Bible, then you'll be able to decode the love of God and understand it because it's, it's extremely needful for life. In fact, Jesus himself is a summary of God's love to us. Just God just saying, you know what? This is. The Bible says, in one place in the Bible says, this is love. That a man will lay down his life for his brother. <laughs> yeah, this is love. That a man will lay down his life for his brother. Yeah, First John uh, chapter uh, 3 and verse 16. This is how we have come to understand and experience love. Christ sacrificed, I'm reading message translation, Christ sacrificed his life for us. This is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers. And not just be out for ourselves. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing what happens to God's love it disappears and you made it disappear because say that's how we demonstrate love that's how we really practice love by doing what Christ did to us all through the Bible you see or, or, I mean, in life generally, sorry, and even in the Bible, you see the demonstrations of it, the different, you know, kinds of, of love that exists. We're talking about the origin of love. You see the, the, the love that is called uh, sturge, which is the affection that you have for a thing or a person, you know, um, Affection for a thing or a person. Just, just like, you know, this this place I was talking about that Pastor Idris blessed me with. I'll keep saying it. Please don't be jealous, and don't harass him after the service for your own, because he was led to give me. He may not be led to give you. <laughs> I'm just trying to save you. <laughs> uh, you know, I like it. There's a kind of 
love that I have for it. You know, so once in a while, I just feel like, oh, let me just, let me wear this today because, you know, it's bespoke, you know. <laughs> I, I don't have too many you know, bespoke suits and blazers, just a few. So it's just one of the few. You know, so I just decided to wear it. There's a love for that. There's a love you have for one old sweater that you've had now for the past 10 years. And everybody's saying, now nah, let this thing go and I pass it down. I say, no, no, I just like, I just love it. Yeah, some of us are like that. One wristwatch. <laughs> Seven years. Everybody's saying, no, I, do, I, I love the wristwatch. You know, it's timeless, timeless. It has to be time, timeless. It's timeless, but they call it timeless. Because <laughs> you just, just don't want it to go. Yeah, that's this kind of love that you have, you know, for, for, for material things or just for, for something or someone. So such is an affectionate love, the type of love one might have also for family or a spouse. It's naturally occurring. On first type of love, that's touch. There's another kind of love that is even uh, maybe more common, and that's, that's eros. It's passionate or sexual love. Eros is the source of, you know, the English word erotic. It's a love that it has to do with chemistry. Somebody say chemistry. Or pronounce it very well. Say chemistry. Yes. Even from the pronunciation, you know. It has force. Yes. Uh, um, it, that's, that's that love. That love is, is just like we say chemistry. It's very chemical. Yeah, if I can use that word. It has to do with the workings of hormones and secretions. So it's, <laughs> it, there has to be chemical reactions. Yeah. This one is the one we live with day and night, you know, all the time. Yeah. It's things trigger it. Erotic love sometimes has nothing to do with your will. In fact, if you're not careful, it can overcome your will. Because, you know, some chemicals just start to react. And you tell yourself, I don't know what I'm doing again. And you say, I just love her. Love what? You just saw her now, now. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just saw her. You just saw her at the beginning of the service. Before Pastor Edwin finished preaching, you already love her. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Yeah. That, that's, that's eros. It's, it's based on chemistry. It's reaction. You know? It's reaction. It's just something's working within that is giving some expression without. While eros is important, especially within a loving relationship, and especially within the marriage, so that I balance it very well, within the marriage relationship, uh, um, and it's created by God. When you read through Songs of Solomon, you know that eros God is not out of eros because all the chemicals that are reacting, God created them. Yeah, it's just that you can control the reaction. You know, in chemistry, in elementary chemistry, it taught us that some things can extend the rate of chemical reaction while some things can reduce it. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. So where maturity sets in is that they are called enzymes, right? The ones that catalyst, sorry. Uh, yes, catalyst, right? That they, they, 
they speed up. I'm forgetting my elementary chemistry right now. Yeah. They speed up the rate of reaction. Some people, it's like as if they carry a jar of catalyst as they're going. Because anywhere reaction wants to happen, they just speed it up quickly. That's, where, that's what leads to some measure of lack of self-control. So you see a full-grown man or woman who should be able to control himself or herself and, you know, not being able to control. Just move by what you see. And you say, I, I just love. It's, it's eros. It's love, quite all right. But it's like the least kind of love because what stimulates it is so ordinary. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's, it's based on chemistry. It's needful. For passion to remain in a marriage, for instance, it's very needful. So I'm not knocking it completely. That's why the Bible says in Song of Solomon, it said, don't awaken love until its time has come. Don't carry catalyst with you all the time. Yeah. Something that can just speed up the reaction and get you out of control. You know, they say that um, um, when a man gets into a temptation and he has, I mean, and catalysts are involved, it takes just about five to ten seconds for his brain to relocate from here to underneath his feet. Yeah, about ten seconds. His brain will relocate from here to underneath his feet. That's where you see a man just shaking and just talking rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> and follow, follow you well. And just drooling, you understand? His brain has left here for underneath his feet. It's about ten, fifteen seconds. Yeah, that's when real catalysts are involved. Yeah. See, when you set yourself up, I'm digressing, but I'll go back into my message now and round off. When you set yourself up, for instance, as a man, because you are moved by what you see, and you watch X-rated movies at night and all that, all the catalysts are already engaged. Yeah. <laughs> They're engaged. So you, you go to bed like that, and you wake up in the morning. You get into your office apartment. You saw a lady, you know, that maybe that day she decided to wear a skirt that is not... Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> No, all skirts are born again. Just that some of them are, are sewn with a full yard and half yard, you know, and all that. So if it's like half yard of the material they use to sew this one, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The catalyst is already there. It's not like you're not born again. You're born again. But you have triggered certain things. It's chemistry. It's going to take its regular course. All you can do at that time is to plead for mercy and plead the blood. It's the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Blood of, because the devil knows how to work everything out. Yeah. In fact, that, that, that person will now stop and greet you and say, I hug me now. Good morning. Ah. <laughs> Trouble. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. When you know that you have triggered all kinds of things, all you are left with is the blood. The blood is also chemical. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So you keep pleading it. You keep pleading it. Plead the blood. Plead the blood. The blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Yeah, and before you know it, uh -uh, the reaction can slow down. But if you over-engage with the reaction, you will surprise yourself. And God will still be alive and well. And he will still be a good father. But you mismanage life. That's, that's just it. You've mismanaged it. Glory be to Jesus. So erotic love is very powerful. And it's because it's based on chemistry.
we also have uh, uh, filio or philia. Uh, filio. That's friendship love where two people are linked arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder with a common vision and a common goal and a delight and a partnership pulling together to what the goal. When people call themselves BFF. You understand what I'm saying? That, that's, that, that's philia. You know what? Can I encourage somebody here this morning? If you struggle with failure, you may not be able to master life. Many people are still trying to cope and struggle with heroes. Don't bother. You can't actually undo any. But what you really need for real life, as in make good of life, career, business, you need to master how to cultivate failure and how to you know, work with it. Because that's the love of partnership. You are going to go into business. You're going to have to, you know, be friends with people. You know what happens when people get into heroes without failure? They lack the capacity for the love of friendship. That's why, you know, they always jump into bed all the time. And when they say, let's move this relationship to a new level, they just realize that they can't relate. All they can do is sleep together. That's all. Because they have not cultivated filia or filio. It's everything is focused on heroes. I don't know if you're getting me this morning. Yeah. And you know, you know, you know, uh, for women, when they want to find a solution to that, especially young ladies, you know, they now say, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm, those people I'm talking about, they are not here. But just, just listen. You now say something like, maybe we should have a baby. If we have a baby, we'll stop fighting. And when we have a baby, we'll, I mean, I'm pregnant, we'll just marry. Yeah. And because the process of having a baby, that's what the guy likes. You understand? Sex. So he will now say, okay, that sounds okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, what they're supposed to be talking about is, can we slow everything down and develop this failure? And, you know, the kind of love that has nothing to do with sex, like the kind of love between David and Jonathan. The Bible says their soul well. You know, knit together, knitted together. And they, they loved, they said, so Jonathan loved David like his own soul. When you have a real friend, especially of the same sex, you, you're not thinking about errors in any way. You just love their spirit. You just, you just love them. I know I'm not speaking about marriage this morning. But anybody that will enjoy marriage, a good marriage, I can say this, I can stand here if God gives me, and continue to say it until Jesus comes. That's how important it is. You must focus on filia. Filio, the, the friendship love. Yeah. What I've realized is that you may not start with it, but you can develop it. Yeah. If I want to be brutal, I'll say, don't marry anybody that can't be your friend. But the truth is that some people have the capacity to become your friend. So you can marry them and build friendship in marriage. The only problem is that the moment some people marry, that's end, end to marriage because they just feel like we're bound together. That's why some people get to the point of beating themselves in marriage. 
they found it difficult to relate. They've not focused on that. They have not ironed it out. I don't know your, I don't know you. I don't know your temperament. You don't know my temperament. You don't know where I'm going. You don't know what's important to me. A friend knows what is important to another friend. A business partnership can only work. Yeah. Business partnership can only work if I know what is important to you and what is important to me. Yeah. So we are in a business together, building this business together, and I know I will undermine your interest, and you will not undermine my interest. That's what makes a business partnership to work. That's why I said, you know, failure is very important to life. Anybody can sleep with somebody, even dogs sleep together. Yeah, but they can't do business together. Have you seen two dogs, dog and dog, Nigeria Limited? Yeah. But when you say love, love now, everybody is just thinking sex. And even if you are a guru at that, then show, show us what you can do with the other types of love. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Don't show me your certificate of, of, of sexuality. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. I want to see your life and how it's panning out. And the area, other areas of love that is most important to life and destiny and what you are doing with it. You can be a sexual juggernaut and a very frustrated person emotionally who cannot connect with anybody. Yeah. And what, what does it lead to? A broken spirit. A damaged life. Because you just think everybody just wants my body. Everybody just wants my body. Yeah. That's where you get to. You just get to that point where you just wonder, why is it, you know, even when people are not looking at you, you think they're looking at you. You know some ladies, you just think everybody's looking at you. Everybody's, everybody just wants my body. Why, why don't you just think about how you're going to straighten out your life to be a loving person, to be a person who can connect, love the unlovable. Yeah. And make meaningful friendships. Go and check. Go and read. Some of the most astute entrepreneurs are people who are able to work out relationships. There's a level you can't get to in business except you, you, are, you, are, you, know, you, can, you, you can negotiate. You can get, come to win-win. You can, you know, you know how to handle people. That's real love. The last one for this morning is agape. Agape. Agape is divine love characterized by sacrifice in the pursuit of another person's good. Yeah. Divine love characterized by sacrifice. And that sacrifice in the pursuit of another person's good. Yeah. Agape. Agape love is more than a feeling. It's an act of the will. I mentioned that before. That's why the Bible says, while we're yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. It's an act of the will. God made this decision before he knows or he knew what you're going to look like or how you're going to behave, whether you're going to be crazy or not. You already decided he's going to love you. So this is the love of God. The love that God has for us is agape. Yeah. It's just a decision, love. This is the love that God has for his people. 
that prompted the sacrifice of his only son, Jesus. That love, agape. Jesus himself was agape love personified. You know, you're looking for agape, that's, that's Christ. So Christians are to love one another with agape as seen in, you know, the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10 and verse 25 down to 37. That's how we're supposed to love one another like that. To go out of your way and just love. And just love. And just love. You know that it's difficult for you to love your enemy, filio. Love of friendship. Am I saying the truth? Yeah, it's difficult to have love of friendship with somebody who doesn't like you, right? Now, I want to give you an understanding. When the Bible says, love them that hate you, yeah, and be nice to them that persecute you and all that, he's not talking about filio. He's talking about agape. I can unconditionally make up my mind I'm going to love somebody notwithstanding how they behave to me. But it does not mean that we're going to be friends. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Filio is about friendship love. You know, the mushy mushy love, I love you and all that. Yeah. Just the same way you won't feel chemistry for somebody that, does, that hates you. Yeah. Don't feel bad that you can't be very friendly with someone. But for you to wish them bad in your heart, for you to not be able to connect with them to, you know, as an act of will, to say, I wish you well, you know, and all that, that is not agape love. Agape love is based on my decision. I'm going to walk in love with you. I'm going to be a blessing to you. I'm going to seek your good, notwithstanding whatever you think about me or feel about me. That's agape. And that's the love that God is asking us to demonstrate. That's who God is. Yeah. God is agape. You see, when you take it from there, you know what happens? <laughs> when you choose agape, agape has a way over time of drawing grace. The Bible says in Romans chapter, I think, 5 and verse number 5, it says the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit whom God has given unto us, who has been given to us by God. As the love of God is coming to your heart, yeah, said, see, Romans 5, 5, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. As I choose agape, what happens is that grace is poured out on me so that gradually I can move from agape to filio. Yeah. Because I've made a decision to walk in love. That person that I struggle to greet or to just be at peace with, if I made up, I just, if I just, if I would just, you know, just make up my mind to say, I want to still walk in love, agape with this person. I, I've made a decision to love this person. Over time, I'll be able to allow God to open my heart to feel you, which is love, friendship love. And I start to, you know, be able to connect with that person again. 
That's the real love that we're talking about. Because some people, I know people who were arch enemies at work and eventually they married each other. Yeah. Because over a period of time, as God started to help them as believers to demonstrate agape, agape then, and I said, well, you know you are this nice. You know, and then they started talking, talking. And before you know it, heroes kicked in at the end of the day. And there's connection. And before you know it, something worked out. I, I, I said that not to mean that if you don't like somebody now, and the person doesn't like that means your husband wife. No. There's nothing like that. <laughs> I just need to clarify that. I just use that just as an example. Will somebody trust God today to understand God's love a little more and to walk in love this season? I also would like to pray with anyone here who may say, I need a fresh revelation of the love of God. Does it hand? Does it have measure? In Luke 15, you read the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son. God is always waiting to say, stop looking for love where it does not exist. Come back home. And I'm waiting here for you. And I want to shower my love on you. So if you're here this afternoon and you're far away from God, as in completely far away from God, I want to invite you to come back home. If you're here this afternoon and your heart is broken, because you feel that somebody who should love you has refused to love you. Or somebody walked out of your life. Or you just feel you are just all alone by yourself. I also want you to trust God today for a fresh revelation of God's love. To come into your heart afresh. Whatever goes on around you this season, you will not be miserable. If you have the understanding of the love of God. You will not be miserable if you have the understanding of the love of God. Will you lift your two hands with me this morning and say, Lord, give me a fresh understanding of your love. Help me to know that you love me more than anyone can. Nobody has the capacity to love me the way you do. Yeah. Nobody has the capacity to love me the way you do. And I accept your love afresh today. I accept your love. 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 Will you accept the love of God this afternoon? Yeah. Somebody here may be looking forward to the love of a man, love of a woman. Somebody reaching out to you this season, sending a gift or expressing their emotions. But will you first of all accept the love of God, which is the basis for everything? You just accept Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.